2: Is the Pack A Day Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the full Force Wednesday edition. I am Woo! Steve Perhatch. Joined as always, Dusty Evely, Sarah Keller. Her gang is back together.
2: Guys, what is going on? Yo, <laughs> yo. <laughs> man uh sarah and i have been off for like a month and a half uh so it's good to talk uh just to be back back on the mic as the kids say i've been talking to to sarah i've been steve we've not seen you like have not talked to you really you know outside of the dms occasionally for for a few months here so man i'm feeling i'm feeling good i'm feeling hyped not a whole lot of football stuff going on but i'm, I'm hyped to be back talking to you guys
3: yeah, this is amazing. I mean, it, we've been waiting to get back together. And then especially around the draft, we were texting about the picks, even though we're the group that doesn't really care about the draft. We really <laughs> we found a way to care about it if we got to talk to each other. But it's just I'm just so happy that we're all back. And when I popped on our um what is this Zencaster link, um, and saw both Dusty and Steve. It just felt like everything was right. I'm like, there we go, we're back,
1: <laughs> officially back. Yeah, uh, you know, I had some stuff going on, so I took a couple months off, and I'm glad that they were able to. You guys were able to just kind of run with it and never, didn't didn't miss a beat, and everybody's still loving the show, so that's awesome. But really excited to be back and. You know, the draft happened talking some Packers footballs with you guys. So let's uh, let's do some. I know we've had a, so much great content from Pack Day podcast where everybody was doing recaps of the draft round by round, player by player, all that great stuff. So all that content's there. But let's just get your gut reactions. Like what what did you think? How did you feel about the whole thing, Sarah? What was your your overall takeaways from the, the entire draft?
3: Yeah. So overall, I thought it was a good draft for the Packers. I will admit that after night one, I was a little worried or I don't know if worried's the right word, but I was curious about the direction that they were going, especially, um, you know, with the Koi Walker pick. And it just kind of took me by surprise. Um, but then going into day two, you know, they immediately traded up, got the wide receiver that they wanted, added a, um, some depth to the O-line. Um, and was really happy with some of those picks. And then later, I know they added another receiver and um, some other pieces. So overall, I think it balanced out well for them. Um, And they definitely addressed some needs that they had, Um, special teams in particular. It seems like a few of the guys that they picked up could play a role there, which I don't even need to get into that. Uh, We know that's an issue and an area to improve for Green Bay. So yeah, I'm feeling good about it. Really no complaints on my part.
2: Yeah, for me, uh, I mean, anyone that that knows me knows that the Quay Walker pick was baffling to me uh, at at the very least. You know, you're all excited. You got two first round picks, man. A lot of the wide receivers were off the board, but there's still a lot of other great guys. And inside linebacker, again, I'm not not a huge fan of inside linebacker in the first round, but they took him and that was baffling. The Wyatt one, uh, I was, you know, a little... um, he had some of his off the field stuff a little questionable. On that, I know the Packers, you know, did their due diligence on that, and and that was, I think, his, his freshman year. He had some of those issues, um, but as a player, like that's that's a tremendous value for where they got him and someone to pair with Kenny Clark. So the first round, you know, two picks. I was like, well, by the end of the day, I was like, well, if they just picked Wyatt, I would have been cool with that. So they had the two, they got Walker too. That's fine, and then everything after that was gravy. And looking back, I know um, Justice mosquito over at Acting Packing Company had a really good piece on. Uh, the Packers' uh, potential use of Quay Walker now he fits into Joe Barry's scheme. I think yesterday, and then Nagler actually had Deontay Leon over at Cheesehead as well, talking about the fit. So I've talked myself into Quay Walker for sure, and then uh, yeah, I'm looking at the rest of it. I mean, I think it's, it's you can't tell after one uh, you know week, couple weeks, however this is, long this has been. It looks like a slam dunk, man. I'm I'm all in. The Christian Watson reset me at the beginning around two. Love Christian Watson, and you know picked up you know some versatile offensive linemen and a couple other wide receivers and like Sarah said, some special teams people. Like I, like overall, it got to the end of day three, and I was like. Okay, this looks like a really, really good draft. So I'm crossing my fingers and hoping everyone pans out. But yeah, after the initial shock, man, I'm 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 all about this draft.
1: I know every like I got several messages, I got several DMs as soon as Quay Walker was picked. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Like I sat there in shock. I I did not know that the Packers were capable of taking an inside backer in the first round. Like I've sat and bitched and moaned for as long as I've been on this podcast and for years and years prior to that, about the fact that the Packers don't have inside linebackers and now they pay Devontre Campbell and they invest a first round pick in, uh, in Quay Walker. Like I was stunned. It was kind of, it was almost on some level. I remember when Jordan Love was picked and I was like, I had a football pressed to my face. And as soon as they said, Jordan Love, I dropped the football. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> it was basically the same reaction. It was like, what just happened? I'm like, am I in a multiverse right now? Because how, the Packers just picked a first round linebacker. Like what is going on? And then they followed it up with, uh, with why? And I was like, okay. I'm like, I'm digging it. I'm starting to really dig, you know, you see what this team is really going to be built around defense and then give Aaron Rodgers. I know everybody says that he doesn't have weapons, but they grounded pound game, like, you know, some good receivers that he can help groom and some veterans already. So I mean, I think this team is is really stacked. And then I thought they did a really good job with depth. Like, I think they built depth in places that they didn't have it before, so they're really loaded on that level. Um, And I'm just excited to kind of see what this wide receiver group can turn into when you don't rely solely on Devontae Adams and you actually make Aaron Rodgers follow, hit the open man, as opposed to lock eyes with, "Where's where's Devontae, where's Devontae, where's Devontae? Okay, now he's open, I'll throw it. So I'm excited to see how that kind of all goes down. All right, so draft is over. We uh, have a couple of things to talk about before we get into all of your listener questions. But, uh, guys, I just want to get your a quick recap. On the Pat McAfee show today, Ian Rappaport came out and said to watch out for the Packers for wide receivers Julio Jones. Um, who are the other two? It was Julio Jones and Jarvis, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry and OBJ. And OBJ, mm-hmm. okay. And, like, legitimately, like, it wasn't even a thought of – it was just, yeah, check it. Like, that's a great destination. And I just kind of, we all kind of scoffed at it. So, Dusty, tell me a little bit what your head's at. Like, if you think they might make a move for veterans still, or
2: is this kind of where you think they're going to stay stamp pat with that room? I wouldn't be shocked if they do, although the room looks a little full as you're looking at it. I mean, and it's some of that, you know, you're looking at the guys there. Lazard's not going anywhere. Christian Watson's not going anywhere. Uh, You know, Sammy Watkins, you know, potentially I think they gave him some guaranteed, but it's it's low. Like, he, he could be out the door, but they brought him in for a reason. I think his blocking along with his speed makes him a good fit. Romeo Dubs, I feel like, is a lock. Uh, and then I I feel like I'm, well, Randall Cobb, Amari Rogers. And then I, my gut tells me Samari Torre as well. Their seventh round pick more of a special teams than anything. So if they want to get rid of one of those guys, I mean, I feel like Torre is probably the last one. And if they want to go Watkins potentially, but then at that point you're, you're sacrificing special teams again, which you're not making huge decisions based on special teams, but there's also, (laughs) That's as bad as special teams was last year. That is a focus this year. I do feel like that's a focus. So I mean, if you br- if you get Tory out the door, for example, and you bring in Julio Jones, someone like that, like he's he's not going to be playing special teams. So now you're plugging that gap with someone else. So I ju- I feel like I feel like I wouldn't be shocked because again, I, all the names I just wrote off, there's not really an established number one. There's not anyone that's to a go-to. Watson, you hope is going to be that guy. But, you know, first or, you know, first year receivers, typically outside of a handful of guys here and there, they don't come in and and set the world on fire right away. Lazard's not a number one. Cobb's not a number one. Uh, you know, Watkins was drafted to be a number one 30 years ago or whatever, and he's capable, but he's not number one and injury prone. Mario Rogers is not number one. So I could see it from like an offense perspective. We need someone who's that guy, the go to guy. If it's third and five, you need something. They don't really have that guy right now, but I just, I feel like with the way the room is, I don't, I don't think they need to, although I wouldn't mind them bringing someone in. I just, I don't know, those three names, I'm I'm not, not the biggest fan of, of those three names specifically. I think I like OBJ. I will say I like OBJ. I think his timetable. I just it's doesn't really fit for me. I don't think
3: for me it's just when I saw this tweet. It's the Packers. I, I my first reaction was: Is Ian Rappaport talking about the Green Bay Packers b- being aggressive and going after one of these three guys? I just don't see it happening for. And of course, that's a reason. But also what you said, Dusty, it just seems like the room is kind of full. They've figured out what they want to do and they're happy with that. If, one of the, if they're able to get one of them cheap, great. But I don't see that happening either. There were reports that Landry wanted a lot of money and OBJ is going to come with a price tag too. So I, I just don't see it working out and just as, as simple as that.
1: Yeah, I think they're pretty much done. I, I think that if they have any flexibility, the only reason I could see them bringing somebody in is if they get that Jair extension put together, and then all of a sudden there's a little bit of extra cap space this year that maybe they can get somebody. But I mean, Rappaport was talking about like if you get Julio Jones, like people who signed this late into the year or into the, the off season, they're not getting that ten million, that twelve fifteen million dollar. Like they're getting you know, they're getting proven deals. They're getting sub five, five mil a year. And if you can get Julio Jones, like you said, three year three million plus incentives, and he wants to go to a place that he can play with Aaron Rodgers and possibly win a championship. Okay. Sign me up. That's something I can get on board with for sure. Okay. Other uh, news and notes from around the NFL, the only kind of big thing, not even big thing that happened, but, uh, the Colts signed, uh, right tackle Dennis Kelly. He had played with the Packers previously, and you know, say what you want about him, kind of not having too much lead left in the pencil. But he did it. He did a good job as a stopgap for for a couple of games here and there, and plugged and played when when the Packers needed him. So, um, looks like they're going to be relying on some youth now, I think, for that offensive line spot, and uh, we're kind of roll from there. So, since it is the offseason, we kind of thought it would be a good idea just to. And it's our first episode back all together. We just kind of wanted to hear from you guys and see exactly what you wanted to talk about, what you wanted to hear from us. So we asked, and uh, you guys, as always, delivered with some good questions. So let me pull those up right now. And, um, yeah, away we go. First one, we've got Matt Pickett. Um if catastrophe struck and you had to stop being a Packers fan, what sort of criteria would you consider as you tried to decide what different team to start rooting for? And do you already know what team you'd go with? Uh, and food question, what do you want to eat right now? All caps. So what you hungry for, Sarah, who would you cheer
0: for? And then what do you want to eat? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is
4: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
3: Yeah, so what's the criteria for choosing a different team? Probably just a fan base that doesn't annoy me and one that's not in the NFC. Um, We'll make it easy that way if I, like Matt said, if catastrophe struck and I couldn't cheer for the Packers anymore. So let's just go Chargers. I like what's going on over there. I like Justin Herbert. They've got sick uniforms, fun social media teams. So there we go. Easy. They're, I don't really think they're annoying. They don't have a lot of fans to begin with, so they can't really be <laughs> that annoying. <laughs> um, and then food. What do I want to eat right now? Uh, well, it is 1030 uh, as we we're recording this p.m., um so I could go for just a disgusting bowl of ramen. There you go.
2: Okay. That's fair. Um I think the Chargers is a good pick. I mean honestly I think for me I just I just don't know that I'd have a team. I, I like the ups and downs of of being a fan but that that's that lifelong attachment, man. Like I don't know that I at this point in my life that I feel like picking a new team to like hits my ride on. I just I like watching football, man. I like watching all the diff the ways different. teams. What is teams. this
3: Rob Lowe answer? It's <laughs> like no. you with the NFL hat on. No,
2: I mean listen, if I had my NFL hat, I wouldn't be wearing it right now. <laughs> I but like I, all
3: teams. I want everyone I, to win. I That's don't like all right
2: I don't like all teams because like you said, man, I would like Vikings. No. No, no, there's not a not a world. There's not a world where I'm cheering for the Vikings that are in a stretch. But I mean, really I like I like football. I like watching offensive side of the ball. I like seeing what other teams are doing. I think I would just float a little bit, man. I like what the Rams are doing. I like what the chiefs are doing, you know, with, with what they have over there. I like the chargers. I like, I just kind of want to float and like who I like and then make fun of everyone else. Like, I'm going to make fun of the Broncos because of Russell Wilson. Like that's, that's something that's going to happen regardless of what they're doing offensively. So I think I would just kind of float a little bit uh, and just, just enjoy football. Just turn to the best game and and go for it and just not have any attachments. It sounds, sounds kind of nice. sounds kind of nice and freeing. Um, what do I want right now? Uh, you know, before the show, I said Taco Bell. I'm a, like a Five Guys bacon burger. Like I can go for Five Guys bacon burger right now, just right now.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, as far as me, I would say criteria wise, making me choose if I had to start completely over, I think honestly, I would want to. I wouldn't want something that has like really cool design, like cool colors, and so I would like the gear a lot, and so. To me, I think the best, the coolest stuff out there right now, is I'd probably want to pick the Atlanta Falcons. I love the black and red and white coloring. Um, I always like their that logo that they've got, and they always put together some cool stuff. So it may not be great right now, but, I mean, as long as I can wear some cool stuff, I think that that's about as good as it gets. Um, and then as far as food, what I want to eat right now, um, it's really, really warm out here for the first time in Milwaukee, so uh, I'd probably go some ice cream. Um, cookies and cream maybe a chocolate chip cookie dough would be good right now All well, right. speaking next.
3: of I don't want to take us off topic too far here but um, over the but last I'm going month, to I went to <laughs> I am uh, I went to Dairy Queen and they have a new limited edition blizzard and it's a dirt pie so it has Oreos and gummy worms in it and it's delicious but when you said when you brought up ice cream it reminded me of that highly recommended
2: interesting I get get down can, I was
1: going to say, can you pretend like you're not 12 years old for a minute there? Like, I want my dirt pie with my gummy worms and my ice cream.
3: <laughs> well, I saw it and I was like, I used to love those when I was a kid. I'll try it. And it was okay. delicious. I don't Sorry. regret it. It's
1: been you a while, I had get
2: to needed a to get, birthday, get a birthday celebration hat, Steve. Just a little strap, a little strappy hat there as well. They've
3: been sitting on this for two months. They haven't been able to make fun of me together for months.
2: <laughs> 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 I had to get something. Yeah,
1: it's definitely something I needed to get out. So uh, Brian Harstad wants to know, with the draft completed, what prediction do you have for this year's draft class? Uh, who do you think will make the biggest immediate impact? And food question, what is your favorite snack to serve at a party? So, Sarah, let's start with you.
3: All right. Um, what prediction do I have for this year's draft class? I think that the they'll be able to make an immediate impact on special teams. That is my prediction. I'd love to see that happen because I – I mean, I, I know I'm not writing recaps anymore, so I don't have to write about how much they suck every week. But it would just be nice as someone who's watching the game to not cover my eyes in fear every time special teams takes the field. So that's <laughs> my prediction there. Um, who do I think will make the biggest immediate impact? I actually think it, it could be Romeo Dobbs or Dobbs. However, that's still to be confirmed how we're going to announce or pronounce that. Um, but I really like um, just the recent stories I've read about him and I've watched some of the clips and highlights that have been out there. You know, pro, I saw that pro football focus, you know, listed him as one of the six day three selections that's pre- positioned to provide a major year one impact. So I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, he's definitely a good deep ball thread and that that's going to be big with the loss of MBS. And it seems like he has the size and everything to – you know, be a really good player. And if you're catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, I think that that opportunity just amplifies itself a bit more. Um, So that would be my answer, but I think there could be a few people for that. Um, And then food question, favorite snacks to serve at a party. That's tough. I'm a big fan of spinach and artichoke dip. Love a good spinach and artichoke dip. Um, And then honestly, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Or any dip, buffalo chicken dip. So any dip you got, just throw it out there. It'll be a hit.
2: Yeah, mine was actually going to be Buffalo chicken dip. So that'll be my, I'll give my, my answer for that. since Sarah just said that um, can't go wrong with a good Buffalo chicken dip. Uh, I think my prediction, I guess is more of a pump the brakes. And you know, we just talked about Quay Walker. I'm going to say just pump the brakes on Quay, Quay Walker. Um, the, the, you know, rookies as a general rule, have a tough time acclimating the NFL. You don't get a whole lot of positions where you get an immediate impact. I think Devonte Wyatt's going to be very good from day one. Uh, you know, running backs typically do pretty well. If someone like Tyler Goodson makes the squad, I could see him doing some stuff in year one. There's a, there's a learning curve for inside linebackers. Even some of the really really good ones coming out, they typically have some issues. So I I think he's going to flash some, but I don't think Quay Walker is going to be the difference maker. So that's going to be my prediction: is that he's going to be out there a lot but he's going to take his lumps. He's going to have some bad plays. He's going to take some bad angles. I think ultimately he's going to be good, but I think he's probably by the end of the, by the end of the year, probably coming into form. But if he comes out of the gate in the first couple of games, first half of the season and looks not good, uh, just don't be shocked by that at all. Cause there's, there's that learning curve with the inside linebackers, but I think they're going to kind of have him out there. he will take his lumps and he'll be good. Eventually. It's just that that first half of the season might be rough. And to no one's surprise, my biggest impact guy is, Christian Watson, man. I mean, besides the speed, which will give you the speed, I think he's going to grow into that role a little bit. Like, I think there's there's a lot to him uh, that that he could, uh, you know, eventually become that wide receiver one. His skill set is really dynamic. Could do a lot of things. A lot of it, honestly, we have to see what he's capable of because we didn't really see that in college. But I think between the speed and just some of the uh, some of the bubble screen stuff, some of the RPO bubble, some of like the kind of short stuff. That's that's stuff that. MVS could not do with his speed and size, and Christian Watson can. So I think some of those quick hitters, some of the quick game, the stuff the Packers like to run, some of that stuff they'd run to Devontae, some of that stuff you know, the, the RPO stuff, they'd run that little bubble to Devontae a lot. Some of that stuff's going to be Christian Watson. I think he's going to get, I don't think he's going to be, you know, a finished product, but stretch the imagination. But I think he's going to get his chance to get touches. Uh, we saw him at, in college getting end-arounds and stuff like that. I think they're going to find ways to get him the ball and, uh, and I think he's going to do good things within his hands. So I think he's going to make the biggest impact. I did almost go with Romeo Dubs, uh, uh, Sarah, because that is that does seem like he could be the dude. But I just I don't know. I'm very I have such high hopes for Christian Watson. My heart's going to be broken uh, if he's not good. And I know I just said pump the brakes on Quay Walker, and I should <laughs> tell myself the same thing about Christian Watson. And I'm not because I'm bad at teaching myself lessons.
1: Uh, I'd say as far as who makes the biggest immediate impact, I'm going to go Devonte Wyatt. I think. Him getting single team next to Kenny Clark is going to be a nightmare for teams in the middle, which I'm just going to absolutely love to watch. Um, I mean, and then you still have extra guys that are going to be in that rotation, like Slayton, like Dean Lowry, like there's still plenty of guys there like that. All of a sudden that defensive line just took a huge leap with, with that addition. So I'm really excited. And I think that's going to be where the biggest impact is. And then of course, when that happens, that's going to open things up for those inside linebackers, make life easier for a Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, and that type of thing. So, I mean, I really like the way that the Packers built that line and, uh, kind of went from a uh, a point of, um, that had struggled, like not having anybody next to Kenny Clark, and so now it's really a point of, uh, like, depth for them. So that's really cool. And then favorite snack, I think one of the cool, one of the things I've had recently, which has been really good at parties, is they have those like huge, oversized soft pretzels, and those are great. You put those in the oven; those are great with dipping sauces. Look, Sarah's eyes just went huge. Have you not heard of the big soft pretzels yet?
2: Or she's not even paying attention. Never mind. No, no, she's she's thinking of something. She was something reading. She was reading you, something though. else. She was reading an email because her
1: eyes went big. I was like, "Oh, is Sarah. Never heard of soft pretzels, big soft pretzels, but no, I, think I, was, she
3: I You know what I was actually doing? I was looking at the next question on the list to make sure I was prepared for it. So, what what is this about pretzels? I'm so sorry. It's,
1: no, it's no big deal. It's just no, you, you were reading and your eyes got big. I was like, "Oh shit, Sarah's never heard of the big soft pretzels before. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, all right, let's move on." On to that next question from Spencer Sanders. He wants to know more surprise at a linebacker in the first or an old in the first and for a food question your favorite childhood cereal or your biggest taste change since your childhood. Dusty
2: what surprised you for more? I, I think we know the answer, but yeah, linebacker. Uh, I mean, the, the olds was, that was a big thing. I mean, the, the Packers have their thresholds and that's so why they don't draft guys. Well, this year was going to be different. We all knew this year was going to be different. They want guys who are a little more ready to play uh, because their window's shorter. You, you, you I mean, obviously they didn't stray from it too much, but I don't know. Taking a guy that's older than like 22 or something didn't shock me in the least. The, the linebacker certainly did. Serial um, as a kid. I didn't really eat cereal as a kid, I guess. I don't know. We uh, cocoa wheats, what? Man, like cocoa wheats. I guess. I don't know. We just we didn't. <laughs> oh my god, cocoa wheats. Yeah, really. We only Oof. we only ate cereal and we went camping. We buy the little boxes, like those little mini boxes of cereal, and that's yeah. really about the only time we ate cereal as a kid. So that's my taste change. As I eat cereal now, guess. <laughs> does that does that count? <laughs> I eat cereal well, as an adult. What's your favorite
3: cereal now?
2: Oh man, um, it's right now. It's probably cinnamon toast crunch
3: elite
4: Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. man well i agree linebacker in the first is what shocked me um most and then favorite childhood cereal i was thinking hard about this um i bet i ended up landing on fruit loops i absolutely loved fruit loops i also used to travel a lot when i was a kid just all around the state in hotels playing soccer and they always had fruit loops um with the continental continental breakfast at hotels, which was wonderful because it was the best. Um, And then biggest taste change since childhood would be pickles. Even just about five years ago, I wasn't a huge fan. And then one day I sat down, I ordered a sandwich and it came out with the pickle spear. And I just kind of looked at it and said, yeah, I'm going to eat this. And it was really good. And now I've never looked back and I never, if a pickle is on a burger, a sandwich, whatever it is. I just say, yeah, sure, I'll eat that.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I was clearly shocked by the linebacker in the first round. Um, favorite childhood cereal, that would be Rice Krispies Treats cereal. So that was back mm. in the day when it was the purple box and they had the, the chunks of cereal, not just like frosted Rice Krispies. Like that was my jam. They they brought it back for a little while and now it's gone again. So I'm very sad about that. And then biggest taste change since childhood I never liked oysters ever as a kid, but man, you get some good oysters on half shell nowadays Like as an adult. Hell yeah, sign me up for those.
2: Who, Just you ate oysters with- as a kid? I Where think
0: were I, had you to going? Try
4: one.
2: I had to try one. No, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So
3: Steve ate oysters as a kid. Dusty didn't eat cereal. What's what's going on?
1: Maybe I didn't. I don't know. It's, it's just something that maybe it's something I never would have eaten as a kid. If like I would look at it and be like, hell, like, why am I going to eat that? I'm not going to eat that. Why would I eat that? That thing looks <laughs> disgusting. It's coming out of our shell in the ocean.
0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans,
1: after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. But now they're good, now they're delicious. (laughs) All right, Dusty, we got one we got one for you. Okay. This is from uh number 1. How could Matt LaFleur's offense unlock Amari Rodgers? Uh the same
2: way it unlocks Randall Cobb the end. Uh no, I mean I'm <laughs> I'm super high on Amari Rodgers. I, I you know, he took his lumps last year for sure uh and I I've heard people say he looked unplayable, not NFL player, things like that, which I don't know for one year into a third round rookie's career wh- when he was not on the field a ton, that feels that feels a bit much. I know he didn't look great in the return game, but when he got his chance to get touches and touch the field in the offensive game, like I thought he did I thought he looked good. I thought he looked pretty good. You know, room room to grow For sure. And he's a guy with the makeup that he has tells me he's going, he's going to do everything he can to get better. And we've seen what he could do. So I think he's going to be good. And I think especially with, I mean, we talked about, I talked already about the makeup of the wide receiver room. I think his role now becomes even more important. I mean, you went from having guys, I mean, right now it's, it's Al Nazard. Sammy Watkins we know can block. But Christian Watson, uh, the blocking part of a wide receiver game, that doesn't come immediately, and he's got the physical profile and the also willingness to block. But he's not going to be like an elite blocker out of the gate. Um, EQ looked way better at the end of last year. MVS was much better at the end of last year. Those guys are gone. And so a lot of the guys that had kind of bought into the blocking that were doing all that stuff, those guys are out the door. And so I think with Amari Rogers, with with who he is, with what he can give you, that is kind of that – you know, potentially that hybrid, wide receiver, running back type of guy, the guy that can line up on the backfield and give you those mismatches, the guy who can kind of uh, motion in same way as Lazard does and kind of come in on those those inside zone duo blocks and also kind of, you know, leak out that way as well. So I think that kind of towards the line, helping to set the edge on the, running, on the running plays, but also helping sell the run to set up the pass as well to kind of really help that dual action thing. Again, losing some of the guys that they lost, they lost some of their blocking prowess up front with their wide receivers. So I think Amari Rogers, with what his skill set is, the ability that he has to block, as well as some of his quick twitchness I know his raz wasn't very high, but he's got some of that quick twitch to him. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna do a lot in the run game, which then helps open up the pass game. So I think that's the floor offense. I think his skill set fits us really, really well. I think with Cobb still there, I think it complicates it still somewhat. But we're gonna see. I think and. It, Amari Rogers, that I, I mean, we're going to come out the gate and I think Amari Rogers is going to look way better than he did last year. And I think people are going to be eating a lot of, a lot of negative words spilled against him from last year. Sarah, do you have anything to add to that?
3: <laughs> I'm just here. So I don't get fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next question we got from Joe C who leads the team in receptions, receiving touchdowns and receiving yards by the end of the season. It definitely, it can definitely be three different players. Food question, what's your favorite healthy food? So Sarah, we'll start with you.
3: I love this question um, because I really had to think about it uh, because it absolutely could be three different players. So I'm going to be completely wrong, but I'm just going to guess here. Um, So who leaves the team in receptions? I'm going to say Alan Lazard. I think there could be some short slants here and there and they might just stack up. They might not be huge gains, but there'll be a lot of touches. Receiving touchdowns, I'm going to say Randall Cobb. We know Aaron Rodgers likes to look for Randall Cobb in the end zone. Um, but a dark horse in that race could also be Aaron Jones. I could see them getting tricky, and um, Aaron Jones ended up ended up being wide receiver one. And then receiving yards, I'm also going to say Alan Lazard. But I don't think, you know, in previous years, it's always Devontae Adams has a bajillion receiving yards and then MVS has, you know, half a bajillion and then everybody else is kind of under that. Um, This season, it will be much closer. So there might be 50 yards or 100 yards between guy number one and guy number two. So I don't think there's going to be that much of a stretch. Um, And then what's my favorite healthy food? Hummus would be the answer to that. I love Hummus very versatile. You can eat it with a lot of different things. I also am a big fan of Greek Mediterranean food and usually hummus is involved in that somehow. And it's super good for you.
2: Very good. I'm going to go, let's see. So I'm going to go receptions. Oh man. Uh, Receptions. I I actually almost want Aaron Jones here. I think I'm going to go Christian Watson. Um, I think they're going to, like I said, I think, I think some of those are going to be short touches. I think they're going to kind of force him the ball a little bit, especially as season goes on some of the behind the line stuff some of that wide receiver screen stuff I like to do i think they're going to look for ways to get him touches so i'm going to go i'll go watson touchdowns i'm actually gonna go lazard um thought about going Tunyon, but i you know we, we don't know when he's gonna be back and how he's gonna look and anything like that so i'll go lazard just almost for the same reason that you were saying with jones Sarah. i think once you get down in the red zone there i think the way they lose they way they use lazard you can leak him out and get him lost in coverage a little bit so i'll go lazard and you know what i'm actually gonna go watson for yards as well because i think they are going to give him I think I'm going to force it to him, and I think he's going to break some big plays there. So, like you said, Sarah, I don't think I don't know that anyone goes over a thousand yards this year. I think it's going to be spread out, um, but yeah, I think that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, healthy food. Oh, it's starting to warm up, man. Um, just just grilled chicken, just just on the on the charcoal <laughs> grill, just doing it up. And part of that's just you know, sitting out at the grill as well. You know, partially that that helps with the whole experience, perhaps. But I'm a sucker for good grilled chicken. Okay
1: uh let's see receptions i'm gonna go aaron jones i think that's kind of what they're going to filter him into is a little bit more of the receiving back and then they're going to use a.j Dillon Moore as that you know that hammer through the backfield um receiving touchdowns i like the randall cobb aspect of it from sarah i think i can get on board with that and then receiving yards i mean i feel like there's going to be like five people with 500 yards and that's about it <laughs> so uh, I pick one out of a hat we'll go with lazard how about that and then, favorite healthy food. I will say, um, right now, recently, I kind of been getting into just avocado with breakfast and some yes. scrambled eggs. Avocado with a little salt and lime on it, really, really, really good. So, uh, that's what that's been my go-to. All right, let's see. Last question we've got is from Jacob. Best thing you guys did during the time off, and which rookie are you most excited for? So. Feel like we've kind of talked about rookies, but if you want to add something, feel free. Dusty, what what, uh, what did you get up to last month and a half?
2: Ah, uh, sitting around, just gonna sit. Around. Uh, <laughs> we tried to. It's been getting nicer. You know, it's been kind of rainy. It's been spring, so it's been a little cold and rainy a little bit more. But uh, trying to get out. We're going to Colorado here in a few weeks, so trying to get out with the kids and get them used to the idea of hiking. You know, actually, you know, going outside and putting one foot in front of the other has been a bit of a struggle uh but so we've been we've been trying to do that spend a little more time outside and i've been trying to get back into reading a little bit more i go i ebb and flow with with how i read but i finished up uh joe hill's 20th century ghosts which was uh you know short story collection by joe hill that was tremendous so i did that played played some video games but mainly just trying to spend some time outside uh spend some time with the family and just uh you know, trying trying to get back into reading and I've been hit and miss with my football writing. I'm, I'll talk about that, I guess, again in a bit, but I had a couple of things come out and the draft hit and I, I went on a bit of a break. So I'm trying to get back into that. Um, but, so I didn't, I did not do as much football related things uh, during the break as I thought I would, but I think that's nice. I think I needed kind of a, a little break from all that. So.
3: Yeah, I actually was glad that we were on a break because I was super busy. Um, I traveled uh, one long distance, other was driving distance, um, a decent amount and back-to-back weekends. My cousin got married in Arizona. So that was awesome. I hadn't seen some of my family members in years since I was a child. So it was really cool to see them and it was a great wedding. And then the next weekend, um, drove up to St. Augustine, uh, one of my boyfriend's best friends got married there. Um, and I hadn't been to St. Augustine in a long time. If you've ever been, um, you know how cool it is. And if you haven't, I recommend going, um, and, we got to walk around, you know, old downtown St. Augustine and it was just really awesome. We got a beautiful day and the wedding was a ton of fun too. So, um, enjoyed a lot of that and, um, have just been traveling some with work and yeah, I've been on the road a lot. So it's nice to just kind of be back and in, in my normal routine again.
1: Very cool. Um, I haven't been up to too much. Just uh, doing some good stuff with work, and that's been keeping me busy. Got a promotion there, so that was pretty cool. Nice. Um, doing some stuff with with the kids as much as possible and just, yeah, trying to enjoy myself whenever whenever I can. Um, and then as far as a draft crush, like, man, they got a first-round freaking draft pick the inside linebacker. Who do you think it's going to be? Who do you think it's going to be as my draft crush? So, I'm excited to see Quay Walker, see how they use him in this system and really what they can do with him. So, um, you know, he's got that raw potential. He's got those those skills that hopefully Joe Barry can harness. And, man, if all of a sudden the Packers have two talented inside linebackers, watch out. It's uh, going to be fun to watch. So, uh, all right, let's do a couple of closing thoughts. Uh, Dusty, you want to lead us off?
2: Yeah, man. Just happy to be back. I mean, like I said, we kind of mentioned this already, but uh, it's nice, you know, taking that, that month off. I mean, I I listened to a ton of pack a day over the break to kind of get in touch with all the uh, you know pre-draft stuff and post-draft breakdown. I mean, it's been super helpful and the group has just been, just been tremendous, but uh, it's nice to kind of get back into it. You know, obviously, Talked about this already, but seeing Sarah again after a month and a half away has been great, and seeing Steve again after three or four months away has been amazing. So, uh, it feel, feels like home a little bit. Kind of getting back into the groove here. Uh, awesome talking to you guys as always. This is that's been been amazing as even if no one listens just sitting down talking to you guys about football has just been uh, just tremendous um, and then yeah I've kind of mentioned this already I'm kind of trying to get back into writing a little bit I think next week maybe start back up I was hoping for this week I was hoping for today something but that, that was not in the cards for me so uh, I'm going to start writing and I'm going to go on vacation for a couple of weeks and maybe stop writing or I'm going to stockpile and schedule see how this works so hopefully next week I'll have something on um, the Packers use of the stick concept in 2021 so I'm kind of working on the different usages of that and the different ways they ran that, and blah, blah blah blah. No one cares, so that should be next week. And then I'm hoping also next week, starting to unpack a report, uh, doing something where I'm kind of going back through some of the big plays of 2021. I did that last year as well, and it's it's kind of fun because I get to uh, I kind of rewatch the games and like, oh, I forgot this happened. There's so many moments, <laughs> um, you know, you look back on the season and you remember. The big moments, uh, either, you know, the, the how it all ended, which I know we're all trying to forget, but also some of like the Russell Douglas in Arizona and all of those things. But there's so many little moments along the way that either help swing a game or just like, oh, yeah, that was really cool that I know I personally forget about. So going back through the season, revisiting that, and then picking a player or two from each game or writing that up. Um, I did that last year and that was a ton of fun. So I think I'm going to start up that uh, hopefully next week on Pack Report as well. So trying to get back in the swing of, of you know, podcasting starting back up. So getting Back in the swing of writing as well, so hopefully the next week or two, uh, you sh- should start seeing me uh, me writing again. I think.
3: Sweet. Well, I will look forward to seeing that. Um, and yeah, echo what you said, Dusty. It's great to be back, and all three of us together again. You know, this definitely made my week. And uh, you know, looking forward to a crazy summer. We know that when there's not a lot to talk about, usually we somehow make the best podcast because we just go off the rails with topics <laughs> and fights and whatever it may be. But um, my final thought is just congratulations to anyone who's in high school or college that is graduating. I know it's graduation season and I've been seeing just a lot of posts on social media that people, you know, are moving on to the next chapter in their life. And that's super exciting. So if you're listening and you're graduating, congrats to you and um, best of luck in whatever's next.
1: Yeah. I'm just excited to be back. Like this is uh it's a lot of fun. I missed you guys a lot. I've been going through some rough stuff, but I uh, feel like I'm kind of coming out the other end of it doing all right. So uh, it's always good to, to lean on your friends and, and whenever needed and, you know, Talked a lot about mental health in the past, too, and you know, make sure you're checking on your friends, um, even if, they, if you don't think they need it. So, it's always a nice thing to get a message, get a text when you're down in the dumps and somebody reaches out to you. So, whenever possible, make sure you're checking in, helping out people when you can. But uh, I'm just excited to be back and excited to be talking football with you guys every week uh, from now on until we get the Packer season going. But um, yeah, that'll wrap it up. Thanks as always for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. Pack Day podcast at Sarah Kelleher 4, at Dusty Evely, at Steve Perhatch. And as always, go Pack, go.